Welcome to the Relationship Channel. Teaching for Change, Trading STFC Grow Beyond brings to you a series of podcasts to enhance personal and professional relationships. I'm Catherine Mora and I'm your host for these weekly conversations. The Relationship Channel Podcast Series 1. So what if I'm angry? Episode 11, The Cost of Anger Revealed. The discussion today is based on research conducted a couple of years ago, specifically in relation to the impact of anger expressions on the receiver of anger. I'm going to be looking specifically at three areas, the positive health, negative health, and turnover intention. Now, individuals, receivers of anger have previously reported that they feel poorly at work, they feel annoyed, disconnected from the company, unhappy in their occupations, and they also experience a lower work efficiency. This has been linked to poor health and well-being. Uh, In negotiation studies, they also found that those that receive anger are often reluctant to interact with the opponent, disturbing those working relationships. In addition to that, there have been some studies that have shown that individuals that receive anger experience poor psychological outcomes such as stress, emotional exhaustion, and even burnout. They also experience lowered self-esteem. Now, today I'm going to be referring to two different areas of health and well-being. I'm going to call one the positive health and well-being and the other one the negative health and well-being. Positive health and well-being refers to the person, the receiver of anger's ability to enjoy work, concentrate, make decisions, feel useful, and be proactive at work in the face of the anger they receive. On the other hand, the negative aspects of health and well-being relate to the receiver of anger's loss of confidence, loss of sleep over worry, are feeling strained, depressed, unhappy, often feeling worthless and unable to overcome those difficulties. Turnover intention, on the other hand, is the precursor of turnover. Studies um, have established that anger-provoking situations are associated with various outcomes within organizations, and one of those is the desire to leave the organization. For example, verbally abused hospital administrators are more likely to plan to leave the workplace. Now, while the impact of anger on those turnover intentions is important, Anger can also affect the receiver's behavior. So subsequently, that would elevate their turnover intentions. Research also shows that the impact on a a receiver of anger during those negotiations can lead to the rejection of business proposals. It can also lead to that desire to quit one's job. In my research, I examined the internal processes of workplace anger targets, mainly in terms of the relationship between the attributions that they made about the anger and the strategies that they used in face of that sender anger intensity. So first, I'll discuss 
the target's positive health outcomes. Then I'll examine the target's negative health outcomes. And finally, I'll consider the results of my research in terms of the target's turnover intentions. So let's get into it. Part one, the receiver of Angus positive health. The results in my study indicated that higher perceptions of sender anger intensity were associated with the targets or the receiver's lowered positive health. So that meant, in other words, lowered work functionality. Now, when receivers attributed their anger intensity to be more appropriate, they experienced better positive health. So the results in my study interestingly indicated that the perceptions of the sender anger appropriateness appeared to be directly related to events. It seems that the focus on events, uh, an external attribution, instead of the sender being the cause of anger, an internal attribution, could potentially be the reason why the receiver experiences better health outcomes. Um, On the other hand, when anger was more effective, they experienced poorer positive health. Those that were receivers' targets of sender anger intensity were asked to report their attributions around the effectiveness of the sender anger intensity. Now, the responses indicated that higher attributions of intense anger effectiveness were associated with lower levels of positive health. In other words, they experienced lower levels of work functionality. Part 2. Negative health. My research indicated that higher sender anger intensity didn't directly predict the target's negative health. In other words, it didn't predict higher stress levels for the target. Now, these results that I found seem to be in direct opposition to current research, which mentions that um, individuals experiencing anger within abusive supervision felt stressed, emotionally exhausted, and they experienced burnout. There was also a sense of anxiety and a lowered self-esteem. Although it looked as if it was contradictory to current results, it actually revealed something very interesting. It revealed that appropriateness plays a large part in whether we're going to experience positive health or negative health in those anger interactions. In my study, for example, a higher appropriateness of sender anger intensity was uh, associated with lower negative health, which means uh, a better self-esteem for targets. My study also indicated that when anger intensity was frequent, that it wasn't directly related to um, negative health. Part 3. Turnover Intentions
The results in my study revealed that higher sender anger intensity attributions uh, didn't predict turnover intentions. Again, this result seems to contrast with previous research um, showing that those who encountered perceived anger intensity from the senders of anger expressed the desire to leave the workplace. An examination of the attributions that the receiver's targets of anger make of the anger intensity reveals uh, an explanation for this situation. So when targets of anger perceived the anger intensity to be more appropriate, there was an association to lower turnover intentions. On the other hand, when anger was seen as inappropriate, when the sender anger intensity was seen as inappropriate, there was a greater desire to leave the organization. In summary, it seems that the perception of the individual of the appropriateness or inappropriateness of the anger expression they receive has a large impact on whether anger will be seen as detrimental to one's health or not, or whether there will be turnover intentions. The main findings um, seem to indicate that the attributions of senders' intense anger frequency was directly associated with the target's turnover intentions. Now, uh, a researcher called Spielberger and colleagues in 1995 found that the anger frequency was often associated with personality traits, such as the belief that the angry person is anger-prone. In other words, it seems that anger-prone individuals seem to express more intense anger. A few of these aspects give us a glimpse of the complexity of the topic. There are also aspects related to how individuals regulate their emotions when they are in those situations. So, for example, whether they express their anger, whether they suppress, whether they reappraise or think about it again before they say something. And all of those impact the outcome on on health and well-being and on turnover intentions as well. So let's have a look at those areas. First, we'll look at the expression, then we'll look at suppression and at the reappraisal. The target's expression in face of sender anger. My research indicated that the target's higher use of expression um, in face of the sender's intense inappropriate anger seemed to be associated with um, lower levels of target's positive health and also high turnover intentions or higher turnover intentions. Also, um, when the target had higher expressions in the face of high anger appropriateness, they were associated with lower negative health. In relation to low effectiveness of sender anger, the target's positive health was highest when they used less expression in response to anger. When targets saw anger as highly effective and they used expression, they were more likely to have lower levels of negative health 
which means um, better self-esteem. Overall, the results actually showed that when targets attributed sender anger intensity to be inappropriate, the targets that used the least suppression experienced lower positive health, so lowered work functionality and higher negative health, which is lowered self-esteem. It's also worth mentioning that previous research established that the suppression of emotions potentially because of job loss and punishment can be detrimental to individuals, leading to serious health issues. But in my study, targets of intense anger expressions experienced the same outcome of lowered health and well-being, both positive and negative health, even when they used less suppression. In contrast, however, when the targets attributed sender anger intensity as higher inappropriateness, and they suppressed even more with higher suppression, targets experienced less desire to leave the workplace, so a lower turnover intentions. Now, in relation to reappraisal, the reappraisal strategy, my studies showed that when participants saw sendai anger intensity as lower inappropriateness, so in other words, less appropriate, targets that use the least reappraisal experience lower positive health, meaning lower work functionality. They also experienced higher negative health and lowered self-esteem. When individuals saw the anger as more appropriate and attributed it to be a higher appropriateness, the, those targets are receivers of the anger expression that used the highest levels of reappraisal experienced the lowest turnover intentions. Thank you for joining me today for the topic discussion on the cost of anger revealed. For your growth and development, I've added a number of resources below. I encourage you to grow as much as you can. If you'd like to learn how to control your emotions more effectively when faced with angry individuals, and also how to change your thinking and look at situations from different perspectives, then book in for coaching. There's also a link below. There are links to anger management courses if you're the angry person and you find that you need to deal with situations more effectively. If you have frequent anger and you'd like to control that in a more effective way, book into a course below or contact us uh, and let us know your needs and we'll address those as best as possible. See you next week for episode 12. Five ways to deal effectively with an angry person. Oh, 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 oh